Welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black women. Where's the lie? Are you flying, Shook? What the? What's going on right now? I'm flying. Leave me alone. I'm fly. I can do that. Damn it. In any event, hello world, (laughs) and welcome to another episode of Femnoir Files, where Shook has decided that she's a bird and she wants to fly. Fly. Damn it. Are you? I am. She mm. thinks she cute because she got I her little am. twist done. The, cra- the crazies done. are out today. Huh. Clearly. So I look like I'm in college again. Do you? I do. You look like you in college on a regular day. <laughs> I'll Afro, take it though. Fro, hawk. I'll take it Twist. Though. Black don't crack. Blown out. Black mm. does not crack. It, it doesn't. Crack. Anyway, boy, before we get started and I ask y'all how you are doing, we need to have a brief moment of silence for Katherine Johnson and B. Smith because they have recently passed away. We've lost two amazing, trailblazing African-American women. Okay. So did you all see the meme? Not the meme. It was on Twitter. Somebody posted that even in death, Katherine Johnson was in her prime because she died at 101. <laughs> I appreciated that joke. I was like, "Can I laugh at this?" But I was like, "It's cute." I think I'm so. Gonna, I was yes. like, "Yeah, because it's a celebration for life." And she lived a long, full life she too. Did. And I'm happy that we gave her her flowers while she was still here. I'm happy yeah. she Same. got her recognition. I so. agree because it had yeah. that movie out, and you know that that yep. movie's out. Like that has to feel amazing, and it was a really good movie. It was. She was a Barbie. Yeah, they made her a Barbie. I'm gonna have to go buy her Barbie now. That'd be nice if it doesn't sell out. Oh, that is something to think about. I need to go do that ASAP. Oh, that's true. Thing, that thing finna be in high demand at this point. Exactly. Yeah, and let me then, go right now. And not to be <laughs> negative, but well, I was about to say something ugly about B. Smith's husband, but I'm not. I'm gonna leave oh. it alone. You know what? I I'm almost, gonna leave it alone. No, I I'll touch it. Don't worry about it. I got it. Tag me in. <laughs> Tag me in, coach. Tag me in. We But anyway, the point I was going to make is like, I, you know, I'm just glad that she didn't know what was happening behind her back. Like, and I say behind her back because it was in her face, but she was probably not aware of it. Mm-hmm. No, he's not going to feel any type of way. But I'm almost relieved for her. And I know that sounds exactly. weird, but no. to have no, accomplished it's... what you had and have somebody disrespect you like that. In your house. In your house. Right. I'd rather you leave me. Let me tell you, to my next husband out there. Okay. My next husband. Put, put it in the atmosphere. Let sis. me tell you something. Put me in a goddamn nursing home. My baby going to not let you put me in a nursing home. She'll come get me. But give me home health care, whatever you need to do, and you move out the house and go and do whatever you're going to do if you don't want to be bothered anymore. Because I understand being a caretaker is a lot of work, and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, everybody can't do it. But don't flaunt nothing like that in my freaking face. Okay, right. sorry. Yeah, because I'll come back from the grave and haunt you. I'm going to get you, bitch. That part. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Neho. Oh my god. All right. Anyway, was that too much? No. no. Was it too much? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So what's going on in the news this week? Shit. Too much. I mean, well, I always feel like it's a lot, but it is like, a lot. I think it's a little. It's a little minor. What you think? It's a little. I got a couple of issues. You you it go ahead and kick worse. it off. Kick it off. Kick it off, shit. All right, so I thought we were done with this whole America's Got Talent foolishness and Gabrielle Union, but apparently we're not. So now we're just starting to get a better understanding of all of the, the foolishness that was going on with the show. So now there are stories coming out that not only were they trying to come for Gabby talking about her hairstyles were too black. Who's the, um, the other female host that was on the show? Julianne Hogue. Yeah, so they were talking about her hair and makeup and wardrobe choices as well. But now allegations are coming out that they tried to get Gabrielle Union to cut a 10-year-old Black rapper from the show because they felt like America needed a contestant that they could get behind. Mm-hmm. And they can't and, get behind a 10-year-old Black boy who's a rapper? I mean, apparently not. Then also in that same discussion, there was a South African choir that was brought up and reportedly Howie Mandel, who's judge on the show, also said maybe they could sing something from The Lion King. Hmm. How inappropriate. So when is this show going to be off the air? That part, because you know it's about to get canceled. I, I mean, want. I want all the. Kept, I want all the woke motherfuckers to come out. Let's go. But, Where but are the whole tips? I'm like, <laughs> you disrespectful. <laughs> you so disrespectful. Am I? It's true though. Exactly. But hey, the all, the is, whole, all the whole, all the hotel motherfuckers come out the woodworks. Let's go. Do exactly. what you do. Do y'all know anybody that watches this show? I don't no, know anybody no. that watches this show. Like, what channel does this shit even come on? NBC. Mm. I don't know, but I think they're trying to do everything they can to get this shit canceled. But you know what? Just to speak of that, and I know we weren't scheduled to talk about this, I do kind of wonder what's happening with Wendy Williams' show. Because she's oh, starting, she she trying to slip. She's starting to slip she up. She keeps saying dumb but shit. But is she trying to get ratings? Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know if it's, I heard it's because it's she has. It's definitely on purpose. Well, supposedly someone in her family said she has these holes on her brain because from the drug and alcohol. I, I don't care. I don't know if it's that or if it's, I'm trying to get ratings. Are your ratings no. low? Like, I would love to know. I Can think I she's just genuinely mean. I just think that she's very unhappy but she, with herself. She's been riding she, with this LGBT group. For her to have done that little joke, I mean, to say she, that what she said, I don't know. Excuse, doesn't sound excuse, like. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. We sing with your church finger. She did thank not have a church finger. So, first of all, if no one listened to Wendy when she was on WBLS, no, I did. Wendy did not give a fuck. Like, when, like, Wendy is tame now that she has been on television. But why are you like, going Wendy back to that? Wendy has been toned down 10,000. Well, going because back. I think, well, I think she toned herself down so she could get her TV get show. show. Yeah. And she probably feels that she's so established now that she can really kind of say what she feels. Oh, but no. also, so that's the first point I want to make. Not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just trying to, you know, expand people's thinking so the second thing i have to say is in regards to the comments that she made 
when is like is there a thin line between sharing our thoughts on something and being offensive because I feel like the world that we live in now is so PC and we have to be so liberal and so open and like anybody who speaks out against anything like we can't just have an opinion it's like oh they hate black people they hate gay people they hate transgender people and it's like no I don't hate them but I can say that I don't agree with x I agree and I think even with that Drew Carey joke the ex-fiance I think that was a joke I don't it was a bad tasting joke but it was a joke I don't think it was a I don't think it was anything else so I agree with you I think people feel like they can't say nothing and if you say something, people going to go run and start canceling you and all that dumb shit. But I mean, I ain't really, you know, whatever. Anyway, I, right. I just thought I'd bring that up because, you know, America's got talent is doing some crazy shit. So they probably going to get canceled. Hopefully, I hope the hotel people hear us. But then I'm also <laughs> wondering, you know, what was going to happen with regards to like what's going on with Wendy's show. So since right. we're talking about people who have antics to get ratings, can I just bring mm-hmm. up Lizzo? Oh, yeah, she's so extra. I don't think. Oh, but so she just one time. You was on no. her. I want to. If I could go back in the fucking episode, you was riding with her. You Get was riding. No, I mean, no, I mean, I'm all for. Was, no, she. Did, I'm she does, all for showing your body and everything, but showing up to a Lakers game with your yeah, ass cheeks out—that's that's that's inappropriate. Too much. Okay, that's so inappropriate. The point I'm. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing this up because you guys know recently the NAACP Image Awards was on TV. Yeah, and she received Entertainer of the year. I yes. don't think that this was an appropriate award for her. Okay. Okay. And the reason Why? I say that is because one, we have the incident. I think when I think about the NAACP and especially an image award, it's really how you show up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of images are you putting out into the universe? And to me, she has not put very good images out with regards to like Shuds just said, you know, showing up to a Lakers game with your ass cheeks hanging out. It's a time and a place for everything. You are an entertainer for sure. But that was something for the stage. That was not for a game that kids is going to be at, like mm-hmm. straight up and down. Then I just became aware on TikTok. So I just found out about TikTok like a month ago. My daughter evidently is on TikTok. And so, um, you know, I'm still trying to figure out like how it works and stuff. Like she and I can't figure out how to post these videos that she done made. But anyway... The point is that a lot of kids evidently are on TikTok. And I know, you know, L, you probably know because you're around kids. But, mm-hmm. like, TikTok is like a big-ass deal. Like, I think they finna leave Instagram, to be honest with you. Because it seems like it's something similar. But people literally just watch these videos. So she had a video on, and you guys can actually check it out on World Star Hip Hop. You can actually just Google it. But she was acting as though she was giving a male fellatio. Like, she's bent down in front of him. And like looking oh, up, oh. I sent the link oh, to y'all. I know Wait a with minute. another guy. I sent the link to y'all. See, this no, is- I didn't realize that there was a man I in the yeah, video. I thought she was just simulating. No, I yeah. sent the link to you guys. Check it out. I sent the link to you too. Oh, and so it's it's on the so. treatment. And so I just was like, really, like the problem is that. This is on a, a platform that you know a lot of kids are on. And I think you can. I know I put a parental thing on there. So I'm not sure how they decide to market. I'm I'm assuming you tell people that you want yours to be explicit. I'm not sure, you know, like how we do for podcasting. But the point is that, you know, this is a platform that we use for kids. Regardless, the fact that you're using this and then you get an, an NAACP image award, I often feel like is NAACP trying to play in what's the hottest. So Lizzo is definitely a hot artist right now. 
but is that really the image that you want to display? And then on there, they talk about, you know, her, you know, being big and beautiful and celebrating it. Nah, bitch, you can get a heart attack. Like, let's not mm. celebrate that. Like, let's talk about how we get healthy because all of us, oh, I'm overweight. You know what I mean? Like, my height, like, I'm overweight. So I'm not going to well, celebrate no well, shit. Well, I mean, that's I think that's a little bullshit. skewed. Okay. Yeah, one. I was about to say, number that my two, index, um, one at a time, please. One at a time. Because yeah, y'all just wanted to go in on what I just Wait. said and what I, <laughs> no. and I said and I said it's what not, I said. Okay. It's not even that. But those charts are based off of very Eurocentric ideas. And obviously different races are built differently. Like we're, we're thicker than white girls. And that's base. That's the basis for oh, you gonna, being my chart. You gonna tell me that she just because she just black and she looks no, thick? she's definitely obese. Oh, yeah, but okay. I mean, so what you what's the point? But also, let's what you not act like you trying to help her out again. What no, you trying to do? She'll but also, <laughs> no, but wait a minute. But also, let's not act that only overweight people have heart attacks. Right. This is true, but they're generally due to a heart defect of some sort. Okay, I mean, maybe, so but not, I mean, if she's it happy, could, it could be a hereditary it. situation. Of course, it's not. But the fact is, like, we're not gonna act like this is okay. And like, I mean, if she's happy and she loves it, then I love it for her. I just think that she needs to tone down a lot of the antics. unnecessary. Extra the antics bits. is way too much. Yeah, and I'm like, it, it's attention she grabbing. Like, I'm all for like celebrating your body and everything, but now you just look thirsty. And the thing is, is that she's talented, so she doesn't have. She to do doesn't all need this. to do that. I agree with you, L. Like she's yeah. so bitch talented. Who don't have no talent? Got to do all that dumb shit. Right. Like you can right. play. She plays the flute. Like she that kills part. that flute. And can girl, still... you work with Prince. Come on. Yeah, now. she could sing. She could rap. And y'all, and I don't even. I'm not even in Prince like that. But I know he don't play with everybody. So the thing no. is, yeah, if you is get that... a Prince stamp, you official. Yep. So why do you do that? Like it's not. And again, I know you're trying to make people feel good, but bitch, make them feel good about who they, the skin they're in. That's fine. But also talk about how you do want to get healthy. Like you remember Monique used to be up there walking around acting like she was so happy to be thick, but that bitch secretly wanted to still lose weight because you do want to be healthy. Healthy, right? You right. still want to she be healthy. She looks great. Well, I think everybody wants to lose weight. I don't think... Again, I feel like the, the image that she puts out is like, I'm fat and I'm happy about it. Yes. Or that she used to. Yeah. No, I'm not used I'm to. Not... This article that... When they talk about her... Oh, you talking about Lizzo. I'm, I'm sorry. Lizzo, I thought you were still sorry. talking about Monique. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you were still talking about Monique. <laughs> no, and, and, and Lizzo... Yeah, Monique, Monique would lie to herself too. But the point is, is that I don't think that NAACP got that one right. That's it. No, okay. I think it's it's about ratings now. Like, you still have to bring in numbers and viewers and people. So, obviously, you're going to go after who's doing that in order to increase your viewership. But I still don't. I don't watch none of that shit. So Yeah, I was also not home on Sunday when it came on. I didn't want to yeah. watch it. See, I didn't even know when it came on. So. I, was I didn't home. either until people told me. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was like, oh, the NAACP awards is on. I'm like, mm, okay. So, anyway. Womp, womp. So, something else that was, well, I ain't gonna laugh. But, let's just say that Harvey Weinstein is in his final moments of his white privilege. Did anyone else see this? Yes, he was found guilty <laughs> on one charge. He was, right. and, it, and it was a lesser charge, right? But right. he he still has the potential of getting, I think it was 25 years, 
We also have to remember this is uh, the case only in New York. He still has a case that he has to surrender for in California. Correct. But this white privilege, baby, he listen. They after after he left out of the courtroom, they took him to the hospital because he reportedly had some chest pains and palpitations or something like that. And so they took him to the hospital. My question is. When did this mofo start using a walker? Did Bitch, I miss that? When that court at case the beginning, started. yeah, at the beginning of the trial to get sympathy. He thought it was gonna help him with the jury. It I didn't. Was like, you've been walking around all loud and strong and proud. And, and you were guilty. Right now, exactly. all of a sudden you showing up on a on a walker. What? I, listen, he was about like Bill Cosby, bitch, with Bill Cosby had trying to act like he was blind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to act like he was blind. Lord have mercy. Well, they say he really is, but the point is, is the shit wasn't there before. <laughs> so I was trying to figure yeah, out. You can see any other damn time, Bill. Cut that shit out. I was like, oh, he tried to pull a bill out here, bitch. He tried to pull a bill, bitch. He did. <laughs> that was hilarious. So yeah, Harvey Weinstein. I and, and and sad to say, you know, my prediction, this is only my prediction, and I hate to put things out in the universe. He is either going to kill himself or he's just going to die because, you know, I just don't see them kind of guys built for taking the punishment that they probably deserve. Like, they're just not used to it. And what's the guy that was found? He killed himself in a jail cell that people want to say it was something up with that. Oh, what's um, his name? The Hollywood. The um, Hollywood. He was in Hollywood guy. as well. I mean, all these guys got roped up at the same time. Oh, God, what's his But this name? was one doing trafficking or something, though, too. He was on Yeah, he did yeah, a was, lot of crazy shit. He was shit. friends oh, with man. what? Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. I think he was with Harvey Weinstein, too. I think he knew him. I think yeah, he was all in these little circles. But the point is, but, I'm saying, like, these guys. I'm going to look it up right yeah, now. Look Go ahead. Up. It's going to bother me. Wasn't it like Epstein or something? Yes. yes. Good job, That's it. Epstein. Good job. Because I was like, it's on the tip of Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of feel like these guys just don't be built. Like, look, let me tell you something. Bill taking it to the chin and doing his time. Okay. Okay. As he should, but Bill gonna die in jail. Hey, and, hey, and these people hey. aren't they mm-hmm. they no, sure. they would rather die than to I agree with that part, but let's not say Bill's gonna die. Okay. I want that him to mother- I want him to roll out with a walker just like Harvey Weinstein rolled out that courtroom. Ma'am, do you know how old Bill Cosby is? I know. I don't want to that think part. about it, though. But go ahead. Do you know how many years this man got? <laughs> that part. <laughs> the devil is alive. Days. The devil exactly. is alive. Exactly. He, mm Nope. But one thing that I want to talk about that people posted on, it's not Instagram, Facebook, one of these little social media sites, basically was like, now that Harvey Weinstein has been convicted, are we going to stop watching the movies that he produced just like we stopped watching the Cosby show and listening to R. Kelly? Nope. I still watch the Cosby show. Uh, Cosby got shit to do with this. I will forever watch the Cosby show. I bought the DVDs. I still watch it in a different world. Let me tell you something. I don't already told y'all. I'm not happy that he in jail. I'm just going to say that. I'm talking about Bill. I don't give shit. I'm going to say it. I kind of agree with you on that, even though we have an unpopular opinion, because I feel like the difference is, is that these were grown women who made their own choice to do these things willingly with him. And then I feel like the Me Too movement has sort of, with a lot of these cases, like blown them out of proportion. We're probably going to get a lot of hate mail for this, KB. <laughs> yeah, because he drugged those women. I'm like, even but if I think they, were, they no, willingly did they that, did. though. No, no, I don't think they willingly sure. did that. I'm I like, like, are you serious? 
Shook. Sure. This man this, was known as a Quaalude man. Are we for I real? I don't give a shit. Here's it, but this is the reason why I was mad at Bill Cosby because I'm like, there was no reason for him to draw I, those I women. agree with you, but some so people just they, freaky like that. No. So I'm like, look, if I'm but, going wait, to no, your sure. hotel if you room gonna, at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning... Are you going to go to the Quaalude man hotel room? I don't know. By yourself? No, no, no. Shook. Sure. If a man uh, is known as a Quaalude man, you finna go visit him? I didn't know he was the damn Quaalude man. I'm saying everybody in Hollywood said that they knew this man was the Quaalude man because back in the day, well, this was I a thing. I didn't know that. But either way, no, my you thing ain't know is that, that. But if you no. was back in your, if you was what? back in go the ahead. day, right. you would have known because they said this was a known thing. Right. Now, I'm not saying everybody asking, knew that was around right. him, but they said a large majority of people knew that this is what he did. This was his his way to get off. Like, some people might want to tie bitches up. Some people that might want to, like, just let people eat their pussy and then go on about their business. Mm-hmm. Like, this was his thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Because <laughs> I know that shit is you. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> no, but basically, Shug, what she is saying is, is that if you knowingly knew that person X was known as the Quaalude man, mm-hmm. would you make a conscious decision to go to his hotel room by yourself or go to his house by yourself and not expect to take any Quaaludes? No. That's it. That's all okay, I'm saying. Okay, bye, girl. Next. Okay, I'm finished. that's fine. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, okay, if they wanted to go there to have consensual sex with him, that's one thing. But if he felt the need to drug them in order to get that, then I have a problem with it. But I don't think he drugged. Like, I think they knowingly took these drugs. It's my, it's my I mean, point. Well, that's this shit is like 20, 30 years later, and now you, right. your, your crusty ass is coming up right. here. I'm not doing it. And I think you did that thinking you was going to get ahead in your career or whatever Thank you thought. Because listen, that lady that he went down for... You went to this man's house knowing he was married at nighttime. Who goes to a married man's house at nighttime by themselves? Who doing that shit? Somebody. You knew what it was. You knew it. it And I'm not victim blaming nothing, but that bitch is not a victim to me. You see what I'm saying? Okay, we're going we gonna to lose this. I'm going to shut up. Fuck right. We are. <laughs> we are going to get Moving so much. On. No, but, no, they love Shug, though. We got a, a view and listen to them. Like, they hey, love Shug. So I feel like you, as girl. long as Shug stay, we going to have Shout out to you, girl. Okay. I see you at Hogwarts. I see you, girl. I, I miss Palmetto that whole... Arthur, we love you. I miss that whole paragraph. And she, but Hufflepuff. listen, but she knew that she was going to lose me. because she, <laughs> <laughs> she did. She was like... Before I lose KBNL. Yeah, I see you, bro. I had checked out that whole pair. Okay, sorry. Moving right along. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in sadder news, did either one of y'all watch the public memorial that they had for Kobe and Gianna earlier this week? I couldn't do it. No, but I I heard about it. I I just couldn't. I I heard highlights. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, me I could, either. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but the couple of clips that I did see, I saw Michael Jordan's speech, which was really good. And I saw a clip from Shaq, and I saw part of Beyonce's performance. And people were saying how Vanessa did an excellent job and how strong yes. she was, but I couldn't, that part I knew I would not be able to watch. I probably won't be able to watch that for a little while then also i've been saying a lot of people were giving 
her flack about not like highlighting his parents. Like, I guess his parents weren't involved in the No, you know, they a, you know, they had a fallen out. I yeah. thought they made up though. No, found out they didn't. So evidently oh. Kobe had not made up with his parents, but now the parents are supposed to be trying to talk to Vanessa and trying to connect. So there is some good that's going to come out of his passing in that the grandparents will be able to get back into the other two kids' life. Can I say something? Mm -hmm. So I hate that when somebody dies is when families trying to mend fences. Like do that shit while people are still living. Like life is too short. But if you got somebody who ain't trying to talk to you, I mean, it's probably hard for the parents to try to reconnect. Yeah, I get it. I understand. But that, listen, listeners, if there is somebody in your life, a friend, a family member, what have you, and you all have not seen eye to eye and you're not talking, try to mend those fences now before a tragedy happens. Like, I just hate when that happens when, you know, like when, I mean, I guess that is something good that has come from this is that his parents are trying to mend fences with their daughter-in-law and, you know, to have a relationship with their grandchildren. But don't wait until a tragedy happens. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say. Well, I was going to say, I heard the whole reason for the rift was when he actually married Vanessa. I think they felt some kind of way about that. But then also, too, his parents tried to sell off some of his memorabilia. So it was kind of like, You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very hurtful situation. Like, you're trying to profit off of my accomplishments. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, this is my personal stuff. Like, why would you do that? Then on top of that, I'm your child, so I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. If you need money, then come to me. There's no need for you to sell my stuff like that. I agree, but I heard the mom said that she didn't really think of it that way. She wasn't trying to be like rude or nasty or something. And he was able to buy back like most of the stuff. I I mean, I get it. I mean, but is that something that you're going to really X your parents out? Like both of them? The mammy did that. Not the mammy. Well, I think it might have been, but as Shook said, like I think the first issue was when he married Vanessa. And yes, they were able to mend fences then, but those fences were probably not that strong. So when his mama went and sold his stuff, right. he was probably kind of like, fuck okay, it. Okay, you like, know what? Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because when you do get married, I do believe that you and your spouse are one. So mm-hmm. if you have a problem with the person that I'm married to, I'm going to have to, you, you shouldn't have to choose sides. But at the end of the day, my it has been cleaved to his wife. Yes. You know, That's my true. wife comes first. That's true. So if you can't respect that, then we don't have nothing else to talk about. That's true. Hey, y'all, I just saw this thing. I just had to say it real quick. Harriet Tubman, $20 backpack. Y'all saw this? $20 backpack? Yes, girl. I'm going to send y'all the link. It's um, by Spray Ground. So I was about to buy K one but it's $70. I don't know about no nine-year-old walking around with no $70 book bag. And it's a $20 bill and I'm sending $70? That don't make no sense. <laughs> that that math ain't adding up. Okay, <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. 20 does not equal 70. <laughs> Shout out to Spray Ground, though. <laughs> oh, my God. So, did y'all watch um, the episode with Red Table talking Snoop Dogg? I'm over him. I hey. only saw the clipping. I know we need to dive into this, so I do plan on watching the full episode. Right. Mm-hmm. But that damn clipping, I got mad. I'm over him. I well, am too. He he he, he 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 trying to cross over too hard. Like I want the chronic 
Snoop Dogg. Well, he was also a teenager when that okay, shit fine. dropped. So a teenager. Oh, he's yeah, he nineteen. Was, yeah, yeah, I was, was about to say he, he was, was mad young. Yeah, I so know, but like you're gonna get that Snoop you back. You pussy footing right now, like you pussy footing, like you apologize because you was you should not have called Gail out her name. But then right, you and leave I'm it. like I apologize for that. I don't think that he should apologize for the way that he felt because I felt like his his feelings were valid. I feel like everybody's feelings are valid. However, I think black men and black women do need to do a better job of learning how to disagree with each other without being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Like you can express your opinion without having to call somebody a bitch. True. So, but, but can we just say how dramatic I feel like? And, and mind you, she did win a NAACP Image Award as well. Jada Pickett Smith did for Red yeah. Table Talk. Mm-hmm. You going above and beyond right now, sis. Sus, you doing too much. All that when you call Gail a black whatever a b a b a b i t c h, I felt like you was calling all the women. Yeah, that was a reach. That was a huge reach. Heifer, I didn't feel that way. The other thing <laughs> Why is, she got to be a heifer. She has to be a heifer. <laughs> I'm not calling her a b. Um, that's oh, improvement. Jada, I don't think you're a heifer. I love you, Jada. I, listen, again, we pussyfoot in, in, in doing these things for the camera, and it's quite irritating. So your soulmate was the man who called people bees all the time. Ooh, no, she's not talking about Tupac. I'm talking about Tupac. Got to be more careful. We only had Brenda got a baby was the only time he laxed up. Uh, what's it? What about California Love? And what you won't do for love? Oh, so you gonna name a couple more songs? But did he not call girls bees? He, he did. did. Oh, okay. Well, we all won't pause. We all know that rap music, especially rap music from the nineties, so she misogynistic. was heavy. Like that's into not new it. to anybody. And I'm not saying that she agreed with all of it because I heard supposedly she did confront somebody and tell them she don't like that they call them that. Okay, easy. Yeah. But at the same time, again, how many rap stars do that? All of them, but then that's that's something I want to dive into more because... No, that's fine. We can dive into that. But don't be up here acting dramatic like you were so hurt when he said that because he you thought he was talking to you. No, he specifically said Gail King, okay? And, and let's be clear, I'm not canceling Gail. I like fucking Gail, okay? No, I'm I still watching think, CBS this morning. I don't think she should be canceled, but she should have definitely been held accountable for for that question. I get that you're trying to do your job. However, the timing of that question, it was very insensitive to be asking like Kobe had just died. Exactly. I'm waiting for Jada Pickett-Smith to bring Gail King on and Oprah Winfrey to ask him when they go and interview Harvey Weinstein. Let's do that. Well, oh, you know, that ain't never going to happen. Harvey Weinstein. Why not? Because they interviewing R. Kelly. They want to, you know, talk about Kobe Bryant. Why we, when we going to bring... Oh, yeah, Russell Simmons. When we going to bring on Harvey Weinstein? Well, nobody's bringing on fucking Harvey Weinstein. They can get him from the jail mo- cell. They can get him from the mo- jail cell. No, I, I don't know if that mofo going to leave the hospital. Shit. Lord. I'm just saying. <laughs> you saying he's in his last days? His hey, days are numbered. Is that what we just said? We, we I would it. not be surprised if something oh, happened Lord. and by the end of the week, Harvey Weinstein is no longer with us. The end of the week? I would not be surprised. <laughs> Wait, the week? week? <laughs> like, <laughs> am I dry? <laughs> the end of the week? 
he gonna fall into a coma or he gonna oh have a God. stroke or something gonna happen and it's gonna be like oh well he can't go to jail because he's a vegetable now and next thing you know he dead I can't I'm not gonna laugh I'm, I'm, not just, gonna I'm just saying watch how this shit play out mark my Lord. word I'm just saying goodness gracious but I think this will be a good time for us to introduce our guests so we have three brothers no sense with us and it's a podcast yeah it's a podcast squared times two. Oh god you're so corny I so love it so corny <laughs> <laughs> and I've been I've been waiting a whole episode to drink. So yes. So welcome, guys. Welcome to Film Noir Files. We're happy we finally got the chance to get all of us together. So we're gonna let y'all introduce yourselves. Well, thank you for inviting us. I'm Ferg, the first person on Three Brothers No Sense podcast, and I'm joined with my co-hosts. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves for a change. Uh, this Buff, I, I guess my real name is Byron, but I go by Buff, <laughs> and uh, I'm one of the talkers on Three Brothers No Sense, and it's an honor to be with the, the Film Noir file, so thank you ladies for inviting us. Woohoo! Yeah. Buff's our storyteller, so y'all make sure he tells at least one story before the end of the episode. Wow. Um, on the spot. So, yeah, I'm Rizzy. Wait, uh, Buff, were you the one who told that story about the Cuban coffee? No, that oh, was yeah. me. That was for... Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, we, we're getting off topic already. Go ahead. No, no one asked me to tell it. This, this is how I get disrespected all the time. I'm Rizzy, just in case y'all want to know. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespected one. He tells the dad jokes. Yeah, he tells yeah. the bad dad jokes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Y'all want to hear one? Uh-oh. No, no. no. Please, please don't let him talk. No, wait, let, let's let's start no. drinking and then Rise, you tell us a joke. Thank you. Yes, right, right. it's time for the rainy's drinks because I've been waiting the whole entire episode to start my drinking. Okay, my bad. I'm, so I'm because my it's, cup, I'm about to order another one. <laughs> wait, because there's so many of us, we are gonna just let everybody go around the room and say what you drinking, and then on the count of three, we taking these shots. How ladies about that? First. Oh, isn't that a gentleman thing to say? So I got a little brown in here. Until we start getting some money for this, I'm not telling y'all what the brown is. But just know (laughs) it has like a grapey feel to it. It's a a really, yeah, it's a great kind of... I don't know. It makes you feel purpley. Purpley. That's a, some, some new you shit. You drinking Prince juice? Like, what the hell? I what is that? I, when you come to my house, I will let you partake. Okay. And it's, it's, like it's going to change kid. your life. It's, it's like the little kid on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory purple? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's brown. Hmm. Okay. That's it all I'm saying. Purple. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. What you got? What you got in that cup? You got them that hood cup, like that barbecue cup. It's right not no. It's That's my a barbecue Dallas cup. Cowboys cup. Don't do me. Oh, I didn't see the, the star on the side. Thank I, you. You okay. see the star now. But, okay. Um, this is now? good old fashioned West Baltimore water. I'm going to take a shot of moonshine when it's time for us to do that. Oh, okay. I was about to say you about to get kicked off early. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> early. Shut up. <laughs> Three brothers, no sense. Who, who, what y'all drinking? So I'm um. Yeah, this is gonna be classic me, but uh, I'm drinking root beer. That's what I'm on. I'm a fan. Wait, what? It's, what, 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 what it's not even barks. Like usually I do barks, but um, it's A and W today because they won't. Because I'm also he's our shug. He's our shug. Hey, Rosie's definitely our shug. I'm just standing. I'm like they're gonna connect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Shug you got somebody out there Ain't like you with it. that's what's up 
I appreciate She be trying to drink water out here too. We be like, what you doing? Anyway. What? <laughs> Buff, what you got? Go so ahead I, and I, I didn't know we had the option of not drinking. But, uh, <laughs> right, oh, thank right, you. Right, thank you, know. you Buff. I like, yeah. I like the way you think. Good. But uh, I have a mojito in my Miami heat glass. And oh. my shot will be some bamboo rum that's endorsed by Lil Weezy himself. Mm. <laughs> He, I don't know if you want to drink that. He Nothing just to he drink. No, no, no. He, Nothing. That's from that lean. <laughs> he, he, he can't hold a sentence. He can't talk. He I'm concerns me. That. But go ahead. Cut that hair off. Like, what is that? With the I like, locks. I like, I like black hair, Lil Wayne. This blonde hair, Lil Wayne. Yeah, I'm, those shit locks. Like, you need to cut you know that what? off. That, that is actually two different people. Like, Big Luther, Lil Luther. Oh, don't you ever talk about Big Luther, Lil Luther. See, Big Luther, don't he, you do he, it. He went back and forth, though. He went back and forth. Man, don't you do it. You only can respect Big mm-hmm. Luther, though. No. I respect both of them. I like Lil Luther, too. Mm-hmm. He need to get some love, too. I mean, you like Lil Luther, but he ain't no Big Luther. <laughs> which one? Which one song so amazing? Was that Lil Luther or Big Luther? Big Luther. That's Big, Big Luther. Luther. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to always bear on the is, side of caution say Big Luther. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Fur, what you got in your cup? Oh, I, I know how you get that. Huh? Him sick. He's oh, him sick. But it's a hottie toddy, so we letting it ride. Hottie Good job. <laughs> All right, so on the count of three, raise your glasses, and let's get this party started. This the shot. Right? Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 Salud. Ah. That was nice. This thing's so smooth. I can't wait. Okay. E&J. It's not. No, no. Listen. Oh, I got an E&J story, though. Oh, my God. I was drinking E&J when I was in high school, right? Who was it? I know, right? And I accidentally, I went to homecoming, had the bottle, accidentally brought it back in the house and set that bitch up on my dresser. Mm. My mother came oh, you in. Bold with it. Thought you was grown. Nah, right? I was drunk. Nah, I was clearly drunk. And so I come in and my mom like, what? Man made me go throw that bottle outside. I had to go and dump it outside in the yard. Y'all know how hurt I was? At least it was E&J, though. I know, but at that point, I'm thinking, that's, you know, we ain't got no real money. We thinking we doing something. Oh, you you, you were hurt about the, the financial situation. Yeah, and the wasted liquor. Palmasan and E&J, that's all we could get. My girlfriend used to drink Palmasan. I used to think that thing was hilarious, but anyway. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we are, oh, we didn't do what we were excited about. We did miss that earlier, too. Sure. Do you what have something I, you're excited about? What am I excited about? I don't know. We got three brothers, no sense here. Yeah, I'm excited about them. I'm like, what happened today that made me excited? And we got a kickoff. Fur, you want to tell them what the kickoff is? Oh, you caught me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he was leaning back in his chair. Can't hit, can't hit. He was the quarterback in. Fur don't know what to do. Figure out where I come in. I'm just trying not to take over. You know. Hint, hint. Uh, blackity black. Oh, oh blackity black. So this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship between. Three Brothers No Sense, Femme Noir Files, and a host of other young Black podcasts. So if you listen to this show, reach out to us. Either Femme Noir Files or Three Brothers No Sense. We're like looking to make a strong connection. We have a couple of podcasts coming up that we'll probably mention later on our show or another show. But look out for it. I support everything Black. So yeah, that's me, my crew. And y'all know I do. Boom. So this is a kickoff. This is one of many. 
All right. That's what's up. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we brought you guys on because there's been a lot going on in the media over the past couple of weeks. So I did get the opportunity to watch the Red Table Talk with Jada and Snoop, where she was talking about Snoop's comments about Gail King and the apology. And actually, I've just been seeing a lot of comments on social media, especially from Black men, about how hurt and disappointed that they were in Gail and her line of questions that she asked Lisa Leslie about Kobe, you know, right after his death. So we wanted to get the male take on that and to see what y'all thought about the whole situation. Byron, I think you had a really good answer for this. We talked about this before. Yeah, so we we touched on this on our show. But basically, I felt like what Gail did, she did a poor job. She did a bad job with her question. I, th- I thought the timing was bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought, had she just asked that question, let Lisa Leslie answer it and then moved on, that would have been one thing. But it's like she kind of just kept digging. And, and even the point when she was like, well, Lisa, you wouldn't have known. You wouldn't have known. And I, I like what one of you, I think it was you, Shug, that said, she called the uh, the woman that accused Kobe a victim. So by calling her a victim, that was KB. That was yeah. Okay, KB. Yeah. That KB. was con- that's convicting Kobe. He yes. was never convicted, so don't call her a victim. That's the shit call I say. Call her an accuser. So I thought it was bad, but also we have to be fair to Gail in the sense that she is a journalist. She didn't ask right. anything that was out of the realm of what her profession is. And when someone dies, we usually look at the totality of their entire life. Right not just the good, but we love Kobe so much. And we just felt like, you know, with the timing of it and I mean, his wife just lost him and her daughter. So it just would have been better. She had been more sensitive to that. And, you know, it's plenty of time to ask that later on. So if you, if, if, if you need to ask it at all, but, but also you're saying she just lost Gail wasn't talking to his wife. Yeah, but it can get back to his wife. Yes, right, definitely. Which I mean, she was. saw all the interviews. There's no way in the world we yeah. live in to avoid what's going on on social media. Right. Exactly. She can avoid no. it for a moment, but at some point she's going to see it, especially yes. since that got so big. I know she know about it. And so uh, with what, what Snoop said, I, I, of course I hated what Snoop said. I thought he started it off well. Yeah. Once he got into the whole dog head B and we going to come for you, I thought that was bad. But I was more disappointed in the people that were co-signed. Like, people was like, that's mm-hmm. right. And people were even mad that Snoop apologized. Like, they, what do you apologize for? You know, so. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. And then also, like, he mentioned it on Red Table Talk. He was like, you know, it made him afraid of how much power that he had and how many people were actually co-signing with his comments. And he was just like, you know, once he calmed down, because I also forgot, like Snoop has been through a lot in the past couple of months. He lost his grandson. He lost Nipsey Hussle, who he was close with. He lost Kobe and I believe his grandmother. So he's had he's been mourning a lot of people in a very short amount of time. And I feel like Gail just got the brunt of that because it was a very sore subject for him. Yeah. That's an interesting, interesting take. I never thought about it like that. I didn't look at all the, the details behind it. But I'll start with Gail. Like Byron said, she was doing her job. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Lisa Leslie knew at the moment that there was going to be some conversation about Kobe and some of that stuff might come up. You, you, you know, I would expect the journalist to say something. But for me, it seemed like she had an agenda. Like you said, when she asked her question, 
And then she kept going and like by calling her the accuser, a victim by discrediting. I ask you a question, you give me an answer and I'm going to tell you, no, your answer is wrong or you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, Why'd you even ask me the question? Mm-hmm. Now, Lisa Leslie would have went in like, yeah, Kobe was horrible. And I said, oh yeah, girl, I, I understand. And all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. but because she didn't say what she wanted to hear, all of a sudden I'm going to discredit you. And then she reworded her question to go another way, back off. Mm-hmm. So it's a, maybe that's an interview that needs to be had. Yeah. And I think one of those things that came out of that interview, and we talked about this two episodes ago, and definitely want to get you guys' take on this part. So because of the fallback that Gail got, uh, I know, you know, Suge and Elle are kind of thinking, you know, it's an attack against a black woman because Gail and, you know, because of what happened and it's because she's a black woman. I felt like it was because she was black. Like she was getting this heat because she was black, not because of a black woman versus man thing. What is your guys' take on that? Do you think that she got that heat because she was a black woman, quote unquote, you know, discrediting a black man? Or was it because she was black? And I kind of feel like when you're black, you kind of got to have all the black people together. And you got to kind of like, you know, people look to, for you to look out for them because they are black. And she kind of just did some shady shit with the whole Kobe thing. Yeah, I, I don't think it was because she was a, a, a black woman or black. I, I think it was because she was for the culture. And so we didn't expect that from her. Mm. So it, I feel like if there are a couple of white journalists that really kind of speak to us and we listen to them and, and we rock with them and they had done the same thing, I think they would have gotten that same backlash. It was our love for Kobe caused the backlash. We loved Kobe and you're not going to talk about him right now. Mm-hmm. But back to the, the the previous question, I really think it was her actually being a journalist and trying to look at both sides and push both agendas. Um, like Ferg was saying, she she walked in trying to kind of uncover that. I really do think that. That was kind of probably part of her show notes, probably part of her plan was to try to uncover that and get to the bottom of it. Uh, her producer probably uh, asked her to do it, or she probably felt like that was something she wanted to do. And so she tried to go down that line of questioning. So she did probably pry and go a little harder. What caused the backlash was, again, because she we rock with her and we're like, you don't talk about him right now. How, how could you come? Because if it had been a Fox News host or somebody that we know is kind of anti-Kobe anyway, going down that line, I doubt we would, they would have gotten that backlash because we would have been expected it. So I really think it's that more than it is it's so much the black or the female perspective. Do we really rock with her, though? Yeah, thank you I was going to say, I don't know if she's a culture. Who rocking with Gail King? I mean, I like Gail King. I don't know about her being in the culture. I look at her as a black representative. Like, We're not necessarily is, against her. You know, like, yeah, it's certain rules that we play by. You know, it's like, okay, you know the game. Like, you don't do this, you don't do that. It's like snitches get stitches. Like, but of the black journalism were like man don't throw me under the bus out like why why are you gonna ask me that question you know like that that's why gotcha. i felt like it was a black thing i think it was a black thing not a anything else but a black thing like heifer you you we know you ride the the you know the edge but you still black and i was kind of felt gail knew she was black way more than oprah i don't know yeah. it's just yeah i, I have I always yeah right i've always yeah. felt like she she knows that she's black I, I feel like she's way more down to earth than Oprah, even though I don't know. Oprah. Right. Yeah, she's, she's not right. Oprah. Right. 
She ain't got that Oprah money either. Only can go so far. I mean, she got some coins down to earth when your money. She got some coins though. Don't play her. She got some coins. She ain't got Oprah coins though. She got coins, but she ain't got Oprah coins. No, it's it's definitely because she's black. Because you look at someone like Tommy Lauren who you know, criticizes Colin Kaepernick, Charlemagne the God, anybody black. She, but she doesn't get the the type of response that Gail King got. We expect more, even though Gail King is not necessarily for the culture, she's still black. So we kind of we're more we're hopeful. We we're we're hoping that she won't go that route on the Kobe Bryant. And another reason she got the backlash is because she has a history. She kind of got lumped in with Oprah, but they have this history of seemingly going after only black men that have done bad things Russell Simmons, Bill Cosby, Kobe Bryant and then they say little to nothing about Harvey Weinstein and and Donald Trump you can do a 10 part show on Donald Trump alone and all his victims so I think for a lot of black men they would like to hear more of that but some black men too are are just being jerks and they just want you to excuse all bad behavior of black men but I'm talking about the legitimate concerns that they feel like Gail isn't calling out white people. She, she worked with someone that had a sexual uh, thing. That's so. right. Hey, I liked him too. Let's not <laughs> so talk about like Charlie. Guilt, guilty is guilty. <laughs> I mean, I like Charlie I miss too. Charlie. I actually miss Charlie. You he had the interview with Sarah Palin that made her look like a fool. So I like Charlie too. Man, listen, that's stuff back in the day. That's all I'm saying. But, but I, don't <laughs> it, I don't think it's all one or the other. Like to say it's because she's black or it's because she's a black woman. I think it's maybe 75% because she's black and there's a certain list of rules we play by, Mm -hmm. but because she's a black woman and the majority of her audience, I would think are black women. She felt like if I'm pandering to them, if I can be their hero, if I can sell to my audience, then let me go a little deeper. Let me attack black men. If this whole thing didn't blow up about Bill Cosby and all these other black stars that they attack, would you care if she would have ever, would you have ever cared if she interviewed Harvey Weinstein? Like he would be irrelevant if she never interviewed or went after Bill Cosby. Like I'm pandering to my crowd and I get it. And for black men, it's just, here we go again, because you have to admit there's a certain dynamics in our community where it's an ongoing internal struggle that sometimes we don't want to admit, but between black women and black men that we have to address. And every time something happens, it's, it's a snowball effect. You know, it's here we go. Another black woman going after a black man or another black man disrespecting a black woman here. Just like with Snoop, you know, Snoop would have called her an African queen. We probably wouldn't be happy. (laughs) (laughs) No, only Shook saying that shit. So, you know, to that point, Ferg, who do you think has it harder, black men or black women? And that's for the rest of the guys as well. I think it's just different. I think so, too. I don't think it's one. It's like, I don't think it's. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Buff I'm ready. He ready to. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Buff is here. It's unquestionably black women. Come on. It's oh, these, I said like, black men. Black women get shitted on by white women, white men, yes. and black men. Like, yes, thank you. Like women get shitted on from. I mean, that quote Malcolm X said about the black woman holds true today. Like the most disrespected person in this country is the black woman. Yes. I mean, and then you look at the domestic violent rates and stuff we we beat like we mentioned Tupac earlier in the show that that song keep your head up we yeah. beat on our women we rape them we talk down on them we talk bad about them it's black women 
And I agree, yeah. I, but I think it's two parts. So I think our black women are probably more disrespected, but our black men are more feared. So mm-hmm. the danger being a black man, like not just fear, like physically, I think our women are scared that we're going to hurt them. Like it's, we, yeah, we're going we in relationships with women already thinking that when is the other shoe going to fall? When yeah. is the truth going to come out? So it's just like, neither one of us are safe. We're fighting two different battles. Yeah, like they might disrespect our black women, but they're not as scared of our black women as they are of our black men. And if black women are the most disrespected, right under black women is black men as being as far as being disrespected. And if the sad thing is, we're probably the ones disrespecting the most. Oh, mm. well, you know, glad you brought I, that and I, up. And I, and I agree. With you, you know, it sounds true. But it hurts though. Oh, it, it is. I mean, it hurts I think I think we're we're taking a narrow view of what you mean by who has it worse. I you know it, it's a blanket statement, but you it's situational. So yeah. mm-hmm. you know it, it's not a competition of who has That's it worse. It, it it's Isn't women. It, uh, yes, it's black it's women. It's like like you say, they are the most disrespected and they they're shitted on and everything. But then you also think. Most black women, and yes, there's the Sandra Blands of the world and everything like that, but most black women aren't as fearful of being pulled over as a black male. They they aren't as fearful of an interaction with a police officer. They they can go, and their chances of being arrested and actually being arraigned and and released is a little bit higher than black males when it comes to the justice system in general. Are you kidding me? Did you not see the Justice Department? internal review of the Baltimore Police Department where black women were pulled over and sexually assaulted by police officers. So they don't necessarily, have, they're not fear, so they may not have to worry about being Sandra Bland, but they can get molested or raped at any time. I'd never have to worry when I catch an Uber. I'm sure plenty of black women do. Oh, yeah. But I do think it's situational. Like, that's a, still a situation, right? Like, that's an area, that's a, you know, that's Baltimore, no shade, sure. Baltimore, Baltimore, no, like everywhere. Baltimore is going to be I do kind of feel like there's Baltimore is everywhere. Baltimore is New York. But my point is that there's situations. So there's an Uber ride that we have to be concerned about. There's different areas. I agree with you guys. It's a different area where we have to be concerned and where we are going to be a little bit more on high alert, whereas you guys are going to be on high alert. And I remember one of you guys said something about the elevator, or I feel like so one of y'all said that. That was buff. Yes. So, you know, that was another episode, guys. Check them out. So, you know, that's a situation where I I get on the elevator and I don't think about that. But I wear locks. So, and I work for a Fortune 500 company and I'm in that bitch. You know what I mean? So I have to kind of constantly watch how I behave and how I'm viewed. I walked in there with all African shit on the day. Fuck it. You know, so, you know, again, it's, it's it, I do feel like it is a situational thing. So I agree. It's maybe not fair to say who has it harder, but it is I mean, shit, black people got it hard. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Just like other races of um, minorities also have it hard. But I definitely feel like we I, have it worse. And the thing about it is, I mean, two things right here. For one, for one, it's not a competition. I think the key for us is to understand and acknowledge that we're both fighting a battle. Yes. Right. And if we become stronger allies, our yes. battles, for one, our biggest battles probably with each other. Of course it is. So if we start supporting each other better, then we'll be that much better off, but not trying to always make it a competition. Yeah. You know, there's certain things I will never understand what it's like to be a black woman. I will never understand what it's like to be a mother, you know, 
sister, any of those things. Like Byron said, I'll never, I'm not worried about getting an Uber. We had a HR call a few weeks ago and with my company and they were saying they wanted us to stop taking Ubers and Lyfts. And I travel all the time from the airport and it's like, And why? want you to take a taxi? Like, what, what are you supposed because to do? Rental taxis, cars probably? Some reason taxis are safer in their world because all the stuff that's been going on with Uber and Lyft, they just felt more comfortable hmm. because uh, these people are accredited. I can get their taxi number. I, Lyft, right. it's, you know, they have all these fake drivers and all that stuff, or Lyft and Uber. But those are things I don't have to worry about. I was out a few weeks ago with the bros, and there was this young lady that walked away from the table, and she turned around like you saw a light bulb go off in her head. She walked away from the table and put her napkin on her over her drink a certain mm. way just because she was worried about, you know, maybe not us. Drink. She yeah. had a friend that was drugged one time which completely changed her life. She didn't get into the details of that, but I had a full conversation with her. I'm like, I've heard that, but I never understood that. But at the same time, I forgot what I was reading or listening to. We were saying that, you know, I remember growing up where as a black man, you weren't expected to make it past 18. Mm -hmm. Like we, we have to realize this is what guys, a lot of these young men are living for. So everything after 18, you're old head. You know, it's, yeah, it's like, I'm an OG, you're an OG at 19. Right. Like, that's crazy. That's the kind of world our, our, our youth and our, we are coming up into. And so it's not, hey, you have it worse, you have it better. It's like, man, we in a fucked up situation, man. Yeah. And we need to help each other out as much as possible. So I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> so you bring up a good point because that was one of my questions. I'm like, you know, listening to the music that we listen to, like rap and hip hop, where you have guys like Snoop who do call women bitches and hoes and all of that kind of stuff. But then also, too, now you have this new wave of female rappers like the city girls talking about, you know, fucking this nigga. I'm just out for my bag. Like we are kind of pitted against each other. I don't see that in. Latino culture, I don't see that with white people. I don't see that with Asians. So I'm like, why do we do that to ourselves? What are your thoughts on that? It sells. Yes, it does. And, people and just the listen to these lyrics. I mean, it, it, it's, it's ingrained in us. It goes all the way back to slavery. When you really think about it, when they were breaking up our homes, when they were bringing, you know, putting people in the field versus the house and everything. So we have been trained to go at each other. And then when we got out of slavery and we got into the Jim Crow and everything, we re- went right back into it where we're, okay, I have one position and it's 30 people trying to apply and I'm going to hire one of you niggas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, well, damn, you know, it, it, that, that's how it that's was. That's what it was. I hope I'm in a number. Hmm? You know, <laughs> and so yeah, I got one. And so we had to fight with each other with that. And then I was listening to... Um, the, the Bros Bookshelf, another podcast, great podcast. Uh, you guys go check it out. But I was listening, they're um, reviewing uh, Miseducation of the Negro. And they were talking about how at one point, the black society, we wanted to get into like the FBI and things like that. And when a black person joins the FBI or they go undercover, where are they going to go undercover at? They're going to go in, undercover into our communities. So yeah. it's us snitching on each other. So now we have this inherent mistrust of each other. Are you the feds? Are you the cop? And everything. So it's it's just a built-in inherent mistrust of government, of each other, of everything. And it, I mean, it goes it goes all the way back. But we had some positive points where we did join together, right? I don't think the civil rights movement could have happened without us joining together. 
So I agree with you. We had some points where we fight against each other. And I think that's, I, I agree with you. I think that's where a lot of this comes from. But we also got to recognize that we we can do it. We can get it together. We can work together. We can respect each other. We just got to want to do it. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't know the history and know where you came from, you're failed to repeat it. So mm-hmm. Rising hit on a lot of good points. But if you go into stuff like mammyism and all this stuff, and how they were the buck slave and all so many different ways they were raising us to break us from get-go. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of these mammy or mother figures were spending more time raising white kids and being frustrated and coming beating black kids and also the way they were breaking these men. So these black women were taught to try to teach these young black men to be docile, and which, you know... And these guys scared to be in the house. And if you go back to even, you talk about civil rights, after the civil rights, when they started doing a lot of the federal programs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. where you had to break up the home, the male yeah, could not be in the house. That's some yeah. shit. So, you can't get Section yeah. 8 if you got a male in the house. That's exactly. some shit, boy. Yeah. That was so, some shit. I would say, I think the biggest problem in the black community is the lack of strength in a unified black family. So a lot of us know how to potentially take care of our kids. Our black women have been, I think, stepping up and taking the lion's share of that for generations. But at the same time, Black men, like you said, there's government programs where we're taught, or our women are even taught, that it's better to not even have us around. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. We can't That's exactly be- what you said when you built that kind of program. Yeah, we're, we're and- sneaking around. So we're sneaking out the house. I got to sneak in the house to be with my family and kids. I might have to stay with Byron for a few days. I might have to stay with Rising for a few days. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with KB, but I'm going to have to go stay with Suge over there just the past a couple of days away just so I can make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not taught about the, fa- the familiar system. Like, we're, we're, we're set up from day one not to be together. Yeah, uh, and, and going back to, like, what Suge was talking about with, like, music and everything, the, the whole independent woman movement, um, it was weird. I, I went to a marriage retreat at my church this past weekend, and one of the things they talked about was independent equals single. You can't be independent and be in a relationship at the same time. Both sides. You can't play both sides of that. Like a, a, the whole point of a relationship is that you guys are interdependent. Correct. Uh, I think I talked about that at a, on a previous episode. And so, you know, we have gotten into this whole, I can do it myself. And like Ferg talked about, it's because they've broken up the families, the women have had to do it. And so since they have had to do it, they started with this, okay, well, I can do it myself. I don't need you anymore. And so now there's this thing where, we aren't going to get into a relationship. We aren't going to have a family unit because I don't need you anymore. And so now you've got these two independent people moving independently and we, we're not bringing, coming together and, and creating that family unit. Yeah, I mean, a lot of women are taught to better off. You know, like, hey, don't trust the new niggas over there. We ain't up to no good. Uh, all men are dogs. I mean, these are cliche things that we hear all the time. You and know, how do we uh, fight those things, though? I guess it's realizing that they are, what, stereotypes, right? Yeah, and I, I think we talked about this, I think, one of our early episodes. I think it's understanding the history behind it and understanding each person's struggle. So for me to date a Black woman and realize I'm dating this strong Black woman, not necessarily independent, but maybe she was raised to be independent. So part of what I have to deal with is showing her that she doesn't have to be independent. And when she shows these independent tendencies, don't think it's about me. It's, hey, this is generations of her being told don't trust these guys. It's better to have your own, have, have money for a rainy day. Like, and I've never been, been a woman, but I feel like these are things that they're being, women are being taught. How do you so know about that? Have money for a rainy day. Who told you about that? 
Oh, oh, I, I, he was raised by a black mama now. <laughs> you know, right. Oh, like, they let all the secrets out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I was what like, they, shit, they know about that shit? Damn. Yeah, we, we know. But think about it. We know, we don't acknowledge it. And they're like, you know what? It's not her. We have to deprogram that stuff. We have to realize that you were dealing with generations of how our mothers and grandmothers and aunts survive. Survive. Like we yeah. come up from a survival culture. Yes, and Lord. We, we, we raise our fists and so proud of it. It was, it was like, you know what? It's struggle culture. It's, it's yeah, baby. It's not you. It's, it's, it's not you. It's not me. It's generations that make you distrustful. You don't mm-hmm. trust me because you've never probably seen a strong black male. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell people all the time, our women love our dirty draws. I rarely find a group of women that truly know how to respect and not from a level of disrespect, but respect men and what they bring to the table. Not the finances and other stuff, but a lot of stuff that we go through or what we've been through. You know, like I'm married. Byron's married. Rise is the only person that comes from a two parent household, but I've never seen marriage work. Mm-hmm. So as trying to be a, fa- a husband and a father, I've never seen it work. Mm-hmm. I've never you know, and we talked about this last episode. As a man, we're probably programmed not to be nurturing because you got to think your son playing with baby dolls. You're not gonna let your son, you know, grown men don't grow up to be daycare instructors and all this stuff. We don't start dealing with kids until we're damn near married to have kids of our own. Mm-hmm. And so then you wonder why all these deadbeat dads are like, nah, this nigga's never been nurturing. He's never been taught to be nurturing. As a matter of fact, he's probably been taught the exact opposite. So, you know, Understanding why your husband's having a hard time or the man you're dealing with is having a hard time dealing with certain things as well is not him. It's generations of us just struggling to make this shit work. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to shut up. I I, I think one more thing I want to add, and then I want to hear what Buff has to say too. But um, one way that I think we can try to combat some of that is not just identifying the stereotypes, but I think it's both sides understanding what the other person is. If I have an alpha female and I'm a beta male, that might be a good relationship for us. So mm-hmm. that being able to fit the family role and not necessarily the gender role. You know, one of my favorite movies in the world is Color Purple. And if you look at Miss Seeley, or not Miss Seeley, um, Sophia, Sophia and Harpo, mm-hmm. that was the whole story. And their whole story arc was Sophia was an alpha female and Harpo was a beta male, and Harpo was trying to become an alpha male, doing what his daddy told him and trying to beat Sophia, and Sophia not having it. So their their relationship couldn't work until Harpo figured out that I like to sew, and I'm going to let Sophia be the alpha in this relationship. And they were happy after that, once they figured out how their family roles were, not necessarily what their gender roles were. So really what works for them, right? Yeah, it's just, it's being able to look at your relationship and figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Buff, you got anything you want to add? So is the question still... um, (laughs) (laughs) The the question is all over. Why we call women bitches and hoes and did it? I I think it got lost in the answers. I think it's how we fix it. Yeah, it started there, but yes, like, so now we're in this current state that we're in, which is complete madness. So it's like, how do we heal? What does that look like? But you're going to also answer why we call them. Uh... Yes. Why Why are we bitches and hoes? Where does that come from? Well, bitches and hoes exist. Um, <laughs> oh. it's, just, it's just a matter of, of how much you want to oh. acknowledge it or not. Uh, and that's just not a woman thing, though. Uh, okay, great. Glad, you, glad it's a universal term that everybody can get. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I feel I feel like it's been explained many times that a woman that's out to only get you for what you got and is heartless about it and you know plays you or whatever the case may be, you tend to might want to call that that person a bitch. Uh, a woman that is sleeping around only for money or whatever like that, you tend to want to call the hoe. Same thing for a man. I mean, so they exist. Now, whether or not it should be in entertainment on a mainstream level, that's up for debate. But if we want to change that, we got to challenge the people that are in position, the P. Diddy's, the Dr. Dre's, and, and everybody like that to challenge artists to make different type of music. Because right now, they're claiming that that's what, the only thing we want to hear. And when they make a positive song or something like that, like we have positive rappers out there that are not mainstream for whatever reason. So we nope. have to change that. Can I think you're not mainstream because like you said, you guys said it's about making money. So if the sex is going to sell, it has to be something that this shit is bigger than us. And we're okay with taking an L for a minute to get us back together. Cause, but who's going to want to take the L? But, but, but see, positive music can sell. Like we it see can. It, we, we see yeah, it in we other see genres like of music. Yeah, I think Kendrick is a positive rapper. You think he's positive though? I, I mean, do. he's not I think negative, he, but I think conscious. he talks about. Oh, yeah, I think he talks about a lot of the struggles that Black America had to to go through. But yeah, he ain't talking about stupid shit too, though. That's <laughs> just okay. not. I'm sorry. Just write him off like that. Yeah, you that hurt my heart. Don't hurt my heart. I mean, he do. Like, let's not act like he no comment or no no nas. Like, mm, oh god, here we go. All right, go three brothers. Go ahead. Before we move on, I feel like that was pushback to there are bitches and hoes that exist. Is there a pushback? I mean... No, it was no, just surprising. It was surprising. No, okay. I wasn't ready for I, it. I, I, it just, oh, okay. I wasn't ready. I, sometimes I need a little, you know, heads up. I'm about to throw this, you know? But just like y'all have... You guys have terms for dudes. Yeah. Fuck niggas. Fuck niggas. I don't fuck call boy. people niggas. You want a real nigga? Like, it's... I don't it's like certain, saying the word nigga. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to say nigga. it. I mean, not you. I, mean, <laughs> I don't want that. But you probably had one, though, and then you realize you ain't want them. You know what I'm saying? I like, don't want that. I feel like I feel like the young uh, sugar guy knew might have wanted a real nigga back in Mobile or her. her square. I've always been a square. You know, I was always kind of nerdy, quiet. So, yeah, but that's why you probably wanted a real one at, nah. at some point. I ain't never. No, okay. I, don't, I don't know what they had over there in the East School. <laughs> <laughs> Not real niggas. I can tell you. <laughs> Oh, gosh. No, the names that we call, yeah, the names we call, I think, are very hilarious, to be honest with you. I mm-hmm. kind of take more of a, a guy approach. I'm a bit of a tomboy. So yeah, she's more of the, yeah. I'd be able to ask why niggas is pussy. <laughs> so I'd be like, why is this dude so pussy right now? Like, uh, what is we doing? <laughs> so oh, it's a little different. She, she's definitely an alpha female. Remind, <laughs> me to tell me, remind me to tell you my first real memory of you. KB. <laughs> no, I'm gonna let's you, go. I'm going to give you a hint. Wait. Circa 2004. I had crossed. Pan hell meeting. Oh. Right step show. I think the listeners going to have to tune in next time to hear this story. We can't give it to you all at one time. So tune back in to hear the rest of this story and much, much more. So this has been a very full conversation. And I can't wait to hear it in its entirety. And also for you guys to come back. This is great. Um, oh. But for our No, I want to be on their show. 
I want to be. Well, on yeah, vacation. we should. Okay. Yeah, next time. Oh, look at us inviting ourselves. Oh, yeah, we did. Black people do. That's just what black people do. We nope. invite ourselves over we, other we people's places. About, we talked about the black and black. Oh, podcast oh, I, I thought you guys were on our podcast. We were going to oh. use this. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, episode. Yo, uh, we're going to air this. So I hope this is going to air on our okay. podcast as well. Hey, you better <laughs> edit that shit first. You better post it first. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming out three o'clock on Monday. Oh, baby. <laughs> How you gonna drop before us, KB? You know what that means, right? Nah, motherfucker, it don't mean shit. Early, right? Right? Out early. <laughs> Y'all wanna learn some Black History facts? Go ahead. <laughs> you ain't even giving them a choice. Lord. Okay. So for our dope, gifted, and Black segment, we are highlighting Dr. Hadia Nicole Green, who has become the first doctor to cure cancer in mice using nanoparticles. And yeah, she's so, a member of Delta Sigma Theta. She is a member of Delta And she's the homie. Like, yeah. Oh, y'all I know, know her? Diet. Yeah, I know her diet. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's the front door. <laughs> but look at God. How look at God. I thought that's why you chose her to <laughs> no, be honest. They know. <laughs> no, we didn't know. Everybody. We, we chose because it's everybody. No, I, met her, I met her at a wedding about three, three to four years ago. One of the bros uh, was marrying one of the Deltas uh, and just happened to be at the wedding. And she seemed to be Really? Excellent. Wow. So, Listen, all this black excellence. I'm a fan. Wait, we so, need to get her on the show. Make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, um, I'll I'll try to hook it up. I'll link it up. Oh, wow. okay. Appreciate so just so so just a little bit about her research. So unlike traditional cancer treatments, Green's revolutionary and unique nanoparticle technology, which was found to successfully cure cancer after testing on mice within 15 days, does not require chemotherapy, radiation, or surgery. Green received a $1.1 million grant from the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs to expand her nanoparticle cancer treatment research. So shout out to you, Soror, Dr. Green. And nanoparticle technology is a really interesting thing. One of our medications that we actually market uses a technology that's also considered to be a nanoparticle. But of course, we're not, you know, curing cancer for ours. Ours is in the mental health space, but it is a really cool technology that's really getting a lot of wings. And because it was cured in mice, you know, I know they, you know, now have to go and test in humans. So definitely praying for some good results because cancer sucks. Yeah, that's true. a hashtag. Cancer sucks. So yeah, really happy. It's not about an that. original hashtag though. It's not. I never said I, I coined it. Never said that. But you just made it sound like... Nope. I was just saying it's a hashtag that we're going to add to the show. That's it. ready to go to bed. (laughs) Okay. So thanks, guys, for joining us. You see how they do me, though? Yeah, Boy, you see how they do me? Really? I, I, ain't even try to, I ain't even try to act like that was my shit. I did not. I just said, okay. hashtag, cancer sucks. Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Them Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye!